Hello. Hi. Hi. So this is our Fam Electric Ghost, and we have Kendra Black on there, and um, hopefully we'll be able to do a good interview today. Because a couple of times before we had a little bit of issues. <laughs> you can hear me, right? Yes. Oh, great. So that's good. So off to a good start. So I, I know you've been working on new material. So maybe you want to tell folks what what you've been working on or how you want to start off. Yes, um, I'm working on a new album. It's going to be more um, EDM, electronic oriented. But um, what is um, special about it is that it has a lot of uh, songwriting elements as well. So it's a nice blend of uh, EDM, but with uh, without uh, losing all the, you know, the natural songwriting elements and feels. So I will be releasing the main single, uh, This Love, in um, a couple... Uh, a few weeks probably like sometime next month and then the full project called the fire will be released in uh january that's awesome so i think you had sent me a couple of snippets of stuff you were doing in the studio and yes. I, did, I did hear the edm drops and aspects of like the way edm kind of you know it does a like a like a crescendo day crescendo it has like these drops and these powerful like sonic like booms yeah <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I, that was pretty cool that you're into that, that you're doing that because that's kind of like my space. I'm in electronica, you know, which is a little different, but um, yeah, anything with sense I'm into. So, <laughs> <laughs> so are you working with some producers on this, or how how are you how, how are you um, coming up with the DM? Uh, I'm working with a few different producers, um, Aubrey Smith, um, Enrico Tiberi. Uh, who is Italian like me, and um, Braith Anderson. Uh, these are three producers that uh, have made beats for the album, as well as Nicholas Fabian, who made the beats for uh, two of my favorite tracks in the album that are a bit different than the others. They're a bit less EDM. Um, and those tracks are Covered in Sin and Mind Games. So yeah, four producers in total um, have been uh, making beats for this album, and then I've been taking care of everything else. So when you're taking care of everything else, are you working in a DAW in your home studio and then putting things together yourself, or are you, or are you going into a full studio and, and working there up? I record at Lounge Studios. Uh, many people from uh, Instagram think that's my home studio because it has the same view of my apartment, literally the same view, but yeah. it's that's Lounge Studios. Oh, cool. So you're, yeah. you're just in a studio. It seems like it's your apartment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So so you're um, you're heavy into it. So how, how long have you been working on this? Um, well, I started working on it in uh, May, really. Uh, and yeah, now uh, here we are with the, you know, finalizing everything and um, preparing it for the release. That's awesome because I think like electronic music has had you know big resurgence. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think I talked about before, like just from a technical aspect, the companies that made the synths have all come back to life, like Moog and uh, you know uh, Dave Smith who created the Prophet. You know, back in the day in the new wave era, the Prophet Five was like the synth that you saw all the new wave bands using, um, and they came back. You know, they had Yamaha had bought him out, and then he they gave him back his name, and then he was able to bring back the the the, the analog and you know the polyphonic synths that create the, the kind of EDM sound we hear today come from 
back in the new wave era from like yeah. Roland Jupiter eights and the the Prophet fives and all all the synths and the modes, you know, Model D modes were kind of like the the central instruments. It's really interesting to see that these companies came back to life, and a lot of a lot of uh, young artists are, are are finding out about you know how to how to actually use these machines on top of the things that are out there, BSTs and things you can do inside DAWs. The, the physical instruments have kind of come back and that I think that's been a very exciting um, in our genre but yeah definitely and I feel like um, there's a lot that we've been um, both in uh, music and fashion and uh, a lot of uh, fields that are actually all connected in the arts we've been taking a lot from those times especially right now we're kind of going back to learning how to um exploit and uh use all those cool things from back then i mean at least that's my impression <laughs> yeah it just seems like the whole new wave era you know if, if, if people remember that the new romantics it came out of like david bowie and then the, like what happened is like punk kind of shifted into the new wave and they took the sense they took different beats so you had bands like the sex festivals in the class that were kind of like the rebellion against progressive rock and traditional rock bands and then, you know, David Bowie was doing all these Berlin experiments, like on low and a lot of the things like fashion, those type of songs were very experimental. And yeah. he was kind of on the cutting edge of the new wave in the mid 70s. And then we, by the time we get to MTV generation, we have like a lot of people who are inspired by what Bowie was doing and they took it further with the sense. And then we have the Duran Durans and Becco and the Bunnymans and, you know, you got, you know, uh, uh, Joy Division, television, you know, the talking heads and it seems like a lot of bands today are going back like you said they're rediscovering that kind of song craft that type of stuff and they put a new spin on it with edm and electronica mm -hmm. um, but but it's still kind of coming from that era which is is really cool you know for me because i come you know i was i was a young person during that time period and i was i, I really appreciated that stuff back then and i was sorry to see it kind of go when grunge came along it kind of was a rejection of some of that stuff and yeah. coming back is it, kind of it's cool to me. <laughs> it is. It's very cool. I agree with you. So so you had been traveling. Do you want to talk about like what you last time we talked, you were going to Italy and you were doing a lot of stuff. I've seen your pictures on Instagram. You want to go into what, what you had done there and, and the things that you kind of the, the, all the stuff that you did in your, on your trip? Yes. Um, so right after performing at the Knitting Factory uh, here in New York, um, I flew out to Italy, spent a month over there um, and performed, uh, actually uh, sold out and overbooked a really big show um, in collaboration with, um, with some very, uh, very good jazz musicians. So it was a jazz show um, and we uh, basically performed uh, pop covers, but in a jazz um, feel which is really cool because, you know, jazz, that's the beauty of jazz. You can do all that. You can really transpose anything into jazz. Uh, so that's what we did. And I worked with um, really, really famous musicians in my uh, hometown, Palermo in Sicily, um, and uh, harmonica player um, Giuseppe Medici, which was basically uh, the one that invited me to perform with them on the show. So we will definitely have more shows uh, coming um, in the new year and uh, yeah I can't wait to work again with them because it was different from what I normally do but uh, jazz is part of my uh, vocal training so it was a lot of fun and to you know to rediscover all that and do it. 
Yeah, jazz is always a favorite of mine. It's like something that, you know, I really like to get into just because it, it, it challenges you as a musician and it's fun, you know, so it's it's like the same thing. Mean, the, the challenge and the fun of it, just to just to go into that genre and, and the complexity of it. And then, you know, it's kind of freeing too in some ways. Yeah. You, you get either like the the pop song or the, you know, traditional song structure of, of, of other genres and get into more adventurous type of structures. But so was any of that filmed? Did you film any of that? Yeah, yeah. Um, the video of that show is uh, on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. <laughs> is it the full show or just parts of the show? Uh, the best moments of every song that we performed. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, maybe I'll put a link um, on this podcast to it. If yeah, you think absolutely. that's cool. Yeah, that might be cool. It's split in two posts on Instagram, but on both Facebook and YouTube is in one uh, full video. Yeah. So, yeah. Maybe I'll put the YouTube then. Yeah. That would be cool. Um, yeah, so that, that's really exciting that you'd like to do all different types of, you know, um, genres of music. Because I think that's always, uh, I think that's a really big, um, you know, draw in, in an artist when they're willing to go into different genres. And, and Oh, yeah. And I think it just shows their, 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 their diversity of what you're capable of doing. Um, and that's, that's always, you know, I think that's where a lot of music is going. If you look at a lot of hip hop. There's a merging of jazz and, 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 and EDM and rock and all types of things. Um, and, and I think that that's always very good for, for all music, for people to get brought in from multiple genres. I think that's, that's a big focus where I've always tried to push. <laughs> it's important. You know, it's important to branch out. And uh, the more um, it's almost like reading, you know, the more you read, the more material you have to work with when you write your own thing. So it's the same in music. Yeah. Like, as a, you know, if you're a piano player, like, you know, every synth player usually starts off on a piano and, you know, playing jazz just, it just opens you, your mind up when you're songwriting, because yeah. if you learn jazz and you learn classical and then you apply blues or, or rock theories, then you can, you know, you can come up with what back in the seventies they call progressive music which was, you know, multiple times signatures, things shifting, taking things from jazz, taking things from classical and, and rock and kind of mixing it all together. Yeah. And you had a lot of bands like Yes and Genesis and Emerson, Lake and Palmer. They were like the, 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 the premier acts doing that kind of stuff. And, you know, they're, today they're bands like Radiohead, Magua, different bands that, that continue that. But, I love Radiohead. Yeah, they're this very, they're in the same vein as like a Yes or, or Genesis. they they're a prog rock band. They're an alternative prog rock band. And yeah, that, I love their um, <laughs> their uh, softer stuff like uh, high and dry. You know. Yeah, they're just that's very. I like it. I like the vibe of it. Yeah, it's they're very... just so experimental. I've seen sessions with them. They just go off and they're just jamming and they turn into these big jam songs. And not that different than a band like the Allman Brothers, but going in a different direction. They they're jamming, but they're doing it in a very avant garde way. Um, yeah, it's not as traditional rock, you know, not like Leonard Skinner or Led Zepp or any of those bands. Not that those bands are bad, is they're going in a different way. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, so that's really exciting that you have another album coming. And uh, as always, we like to help you, you know, push your material. So you, the closer you get to putting it out, we could always premiere and, and talk about it. Yeah, um, absolutely. I'm so excited for um, my fans to hear the new stuff. It's uh. You know, I'm getting closer and closer to like the core of who I am as an artist and putting it out more and more. 
because I believe in always uh, rediscovering yourself and uh, reaffirming like who you are. So it's not about changing. Like if an artist just changes, that's personally, I don't think that's the best thing. I feel like an artist should reveal himself more and more of like what is the core of his um, artistry, really. Yeah, I think if you look at like, you know, you look at a classic artist like Dylan. Dylan, you know, got known for his song craft. But, you know, he kind of opened himself up even more when he did, like, Tangled Up in Blue. And he ended up yeah. doing, doing something where he revealed something about his personal life. And it was still coded. You know, if you listen to uh, that the album, uh, it's, 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 it's his most confessional. Because he, but because he's such a great poet and songwriter, you'd be hard-pressed to really figure out exactly what happened. He's, he's revealing personal things but he still has it kind of layered yeah as a, as a poet and i think that's what's really sophisticated showing that you can be confessional and you could still be private and, and that, that's where it's weird that he was able to do that and because it's, it's it's a very strange way of writing but you know it's, it's hard to find people who who write like that yeah but it's you know they, if you really study it that that's always really fascinating me you know the way he writes and, and the depth of the of, of the very literal, you know. He, he takes a lot of things from the old romantic poets like Wordsworth and Longfellow and Hawthorne. He throws it in there and brings it to the modern era, and that's that's very sophisticated. It is, but um, yeah, that's just going that way. But <laughs> there's other things out there that are similar, you know, in terms of what people do, you know. And as as you progress, like you said, you build yourself as an artist. You know, you don't necessarily change. You just kind of maybe become more comfortable. At, at figuring out who yeah, you are exactly. and showing that to the audience. You know, I think that's really cool. Thanks. Yeah, I'm very passionate about uh, this project and uh, I've been wanting to come out with uh, a big album like this uh, for a while. So, yeah, it's going to be all <laughs> kind of facts and, uh, you know, all of them have been um, uh, thoroughly worked on by me day and night. <laughs> Uh, blood, sweat, and tears. <laughs> I'm recording for the past um, like two weeks, five hours a day for this album, and I'm really, really, really excited. So about five. So you dedicate as an artist when you're really in the groove about five hours to just pushing, you know, just focusing on that. Well, yeah, it depends on how many tracks I have. This time it's ten tracks, as opposed to my uh, last EP, which was five tracks. You know, um, so yeah, in general, like. I will dedicate as much time of the day as possible to what I'm recording and I'll try to record um, every day back to back as opposed to recording something and then going back like, all right, let me listen to it. Go back three days later. I think it's much better to just uh, follow that um, flow, to stay in that flow and just uh, get it done. Take as much time as you need to get it done, but concentrated time as opposed to scattered time. Personally, I think that's very important. Yeah, because I find a lot of bands, I've been talking to a lot of like young indie bands, and there's like, like some of them have different, there's like two schools going on where people do a lot of composition on the DAW and, and, and they put the song together, but it's not like uh, in the old days, it's like in other types of bands I've talked to, like, all, like a full band will go in the studio and kind of do like the way the old w way of doing it like Eric Clapton used to do, they go in with a full band in the studio mm -hmm. and play the song. Yeah. And not build it in pieces, but actually 
play it as a, as a full band onto tape and then go back and overdub and overdub and overdub, but actually get like a live take done. And I, there's a lot of people trying to mix that the, both of those today. You know, if, if, if possible, they try to do both um, in some ways. Um, and I think that that is kind of cool if you if you take what's be, the best of the DAW and the best of the, some of the old techniques of doing what I just described you can come up with some pretty cool hybrid stuff. Oh yeah. It all depends on, you know, what works for you and how you can exploit uh, all your knowledge about what other artists have done to make their records successful and see what works for you, you know, Uh, because everybody's different at the end of the day, but you know, you should always take inspiration from how others got it done and got it out there. Yeah. It's like when sometimes I'm a, I'm a, I'm a one person band. And so I try to, you know, I could build, and technically, I mean, everything is just built by me. <clears throat> but, but when I do collaborate, I try to get into that kind of live, kind of you know, working with this person in, in in the home studio, with you know, bringing them in like a guitar player, and it's like working songs out together, you know, yeah, with a bass player or a drummer and stuff in the kind of old traditional way. And it's it's different when you do that compared to like doing it all yourself in the DAW and then presenting it. It's you know, I like doing both ways and sometimes time I, I get to do it both ways. But, yeah, it's just interesting, uh, you know, how, how you can do that today where you can do a long distance collaboration and never even meet the artist. And yeah. And, you, and you, you just put together things and you can kind of bounce them back. You know, I've done things where I've worked, you know, with, uh, you know, Skype and then sending things on Google Drive and people going into their DAW and going to my DAW and then. Say, oh no, here you need to do this and you do that, and you kind of you're, you're collaborating. You know, it's almost like you're in the same room, but you're not. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so I feel like uh, it's so great that we, uh, as musicians, as artists, as people in general, we have access to all this uh, new technology that makes everything so much easier. But I feel like not enough people uh, exploit that well. Some people just think, oh yeah, it's easy. I'll just like send this, send that, and they actually put less work into it. Whether if they realize that they can use that, um, I guess, um, easiness yeah. <laughs> of doing things, if they combined it to more effort because it's easier to do things, so I am going to put more effort into it, then it will be so much more successful, everything they create, if you if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, because a lot of times, like, um, I like to bounce my tracks off, their, off some of my fans or people that are, you know, that know what I'm doing, you know, they can, so, yeah. like, Sometimes you can build something and you're so close to it, you don't know, you know, you know, you want that feedback. And even if you get the feedback, you might have a belief. Like you have, you might have a track and you believe in it so strong, no matter what anybody says, you have a belief in it. You're going to do it a certain way. Yeah. So that's actually what, um, what I kind of went through with my uh, first release tonight. Um, the one in collaboration with uh, the two rappers, uh, Ty Alexander and Cody Burbage. So the people I was working with at the time, and uh, I was 18, um, they weren't like, I don't know, they thought, they thought that the track had too many vocals going on, too many things intersecting, the beat was too complicated, the genre wasn't well defined, they had all sorts of issues with it. So, you know, the best thing I did was take my tracks from whoever wasn't um, contributing to the making of this and just take them places where people would work actively with me to make it a success. So anyway, um, then the, when the, as soon as the track was finalized and uh, 
we put it out, the song was a success and it actually marked the beginning of what I started uh, because that song um, combines my R&B feel, which I used to, uh, I used to be very R&B before. I still have some elements of that, but that song is definitely from my R&B era. So R&B, um, hip hop, rap, and more like electronic instruments coming in and out of the track. So that song basically has everything that I am, yeah. you know, before I chose my direction with hip hop and before I then um, started recording The Fire, which is the album that I'm going to put out now. But what I'm trying to say is that uh, if you have a vision for a track, it is equally important to A, get feedback on it and listen to that feedback, but also equally important to B, know where you stand, know what your vision is. Like no, none of the two should overpower the other. Yeah. I think it's uh, both, uh, both things are crucial in the making of that track, listening, but also being uh, the artist that created it and not letting anybody with a different vision tell you that that doesn't work. Yeah, I think a lot of times in music, like if you're an innovator and you're doing something new, <clears throat> sometimes there's a lot of pushback because people say, well, that's not how you do it. And, and there you can go back in music history and like when Hendrix came on the scene, his feedback, a lot of producers didn't want to include it. And it's a lot of what he is. Yeah. And, and the way he played guitar wasn't how people were playing guitar. If you listen to the producer, they would say, well, take that out, you know, or, or you know, it's too, it's too rough. It's too, it's too crazy. You can't do it. And, and sometimes, you, you know, you got to be strong. And Hendrix was very strong in his, in his, in his vision. And he's like, I'm going to do it that way. And a lot of times you have to, if you're doing something really different, that it's hard because there's people that maybe haven't heard that and they want you to fit into an existing format. And, it, it, you know, there's a lot of pressure. Um, and so I think it's cool when you stand up for your vision. And you listen to feedback on certain things, I guess, you know, but, but if you have, like, overall, if you have a vision and it's really pushing, um, you, you got to stand up for it because there'll be people who don't want that to come out. Yeah. And also, uh, this is what I also like tell myself and what I, you know, what I'm about. Basically, I, I feel like if I do something that is innovative or different or doesn't exactly match the genre I'm going for and people don't agree or whatever, what's the worst thing that can happen? A, it's going to sound bad. B, it's not going to be successful. That's the worst thing that can happen. So <laughs> literally, I would suggest uh, my um, advice to like all emerging artists would be do it anyway, you know, and yeah. if you fall, then you get back up, you release something else, but like, don't yeah. be afraid to make anything innovative because, yeah. Yeah, I think fear of failure sometimes can, can stamp out creativity. I think some of the best creativity in multiple areas in life is from where you, know, you do something different. If you look at a guy like Steve Jobs, you know, if you look at Bill Gates, these guys did, you know, we're not doing the norm. Yeah. And because they went and did, didn't do the norm, they created massive empires. If people, if they had just fit into what people told them to fit in, they probably wouldn't be an Apple. There wouldn't be a Microsoft. Yeah, so, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, that's, it, it goes both all, all, all different ways. Cause I, in my, in my normal gig, I'm an IT guy. And there's a lot of things in IT world where there's a lot of pressure to do things the same way. But if you see, you know, companies like Tesla or Apple, it's when people try to do something different. Then yeah. you get the innovation and there's a lot of pressure sometimes not to do that um, and so you have to be strong in your vision no matter what to to, to keep that going yes 
Well, that's cool. Um, and sometimes I like to cross over to my other, <laughs> my other gig, but uh, <laughs> you know, some some things apply no matter what you do. <laughs> yes. So, so, it's, so are are you planning on since this album is going to come out around like the holidays, like for like New Year? Would you be doing like New Year shows or shows at the you know beginning of the year, twenty nineteen? So the album, uh, the fire is probably going to come out towards the end of the month, together with the music videos for. Uh, some of the main tracks, which oh, cool. I'm uh, working on with uh, some really, really talented videographers. And the music videos are going to be innovative, too. I don't want to reveal too much, but they're going to be uh, more. Uh, there's going to be special effects and I'm, I'm going to be combining um, uh, reality and a bit of EDM effects as if as if the music could move. Um, oh. doesn't sound very clear as I'm explaining it right now. Like a but... little VR type of thing, like a rave VR EDM experience. Is that even a bit different? Obviously, like my own way, because you know it's obviously going to be different from everything else because it's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so I'm really excited about the music videos because they are going to uh, perfectly mirror what I'm trying to do in these tracks, which is merge uh, completely <laughs> natural raw vocals raw feels and just you know sounds of voice with uh edm effects and uh twists to what the song is or what the song sounds like initially so on videos are you um do you feel that the the, the video like when you put out a video because of the social media that you really have a, a big effect and there was a time where like it wasn't a good place to put videos um because mtv stopped doing it and then, then eventually, the social media like YouTube and Facebook and all these other you know, streaming social services allowed people to put them out there, Vimeo and all these other ones. Um, so, are you finding that that you're getting bit more traction with videos? Uh, yeah, I definitely am. Although I feel like, uh, although the music videos I have out right now are pretty good, um, I feel like with this project, I want to exploit them even more to push the tracks. So that's why I'm really excited about these new materials and these new music videos because they will be literally carrying the tracks with them and they will be attracting the most attention yep. to promote the album. So that's another thing I'm uh, I'm working on for this project. Okay, you dropped off for... Oh. Hello? Yeah. You're... Yep. Yeah, okay. You did drop off a little... Oh, okay. So basically, yeah, I feel like uh, with this uh, new project, uh, the music videos that I'll be releasing will have an even more um, active role into promoting and pushing the tracks and making them discoverable. So, yeah, I'm putting a lot of effort in the music videos equally as the songs. So is Facebook and YouTube, are they the primary places where these videos uh, get the most traction or are there other places you get traction with it? Well, uh, I've gotten a lot of traction on my uh, Vivo channel for my music video Rude okay. featuring Snoop Dogg. Um, so, I mean, obviously the music videos will be uh, released on all platforms, but uh, I do feel that YouTube and Vivo remain the best uh, places to promote uh, and discover videos. And then, of course, Facebook started doing it. Even Instagram lately, you see a lot of video uh, snippets, of course, but still, you see a lot of videos going on. Um, so, yeah, I would yeah. say. They're out, yeah, Insta- yeah, Instagram is now beta testing up to 10-minute video length yeah. um, on their ch- channel capability. I, I don't think it has the audience that the other platforms have. 
but they knew now have long form capability. Yeah, and I feel like Instagram um, is definitely more for photos, and I think that it it fits that it should you know that it is um, more um, centered towards pictures and images. But it is good that they're branching out to videos and all that because Instagram is quickly becoming, at least for the moment, it is the main social media going on. So. Um, Yes, I think that they shouldn't limit themselves to just um, image. Definitely not. Yeah, I see a lot of bands. I mean, actually, on the, the way I book bands and artists to talk on this show is Facebook and Instagram, and I actually get more artists through Instagram than Facebook. I believe moment. you. <laughs> Which, and, and it's cool that, you know, a lot of them have been putting out clips. And now that the long form capability is there, I think it's going to start blowing up a little more as people realize there are longer form versions of things yeah. out there. Uh, so I think that's really exciting for artists when you, you have the more platforms, the better. Yes. You know? <laughs> In order to push your material, it's always good to, to have different um, venues. Absolutely. And so, we, so you're... Um, are you going to be putting a live show together for the new material? Yes. Or are you focused more on the I'm videos? definitely going to have a, a show mid-November. Uh, I'm going to be announcing the dates very soon on my social media, website, and all that. Um, so in that show, I'll be obviously premiering the main single, This Love, plus um, the rest of the tracks of The Fire uh, as a preview before their official release in January. So, yeah, that show is going to be in New York, followed by uh, some shows uh, – abroad um or definitely um in the local areas like boston uh but yeah. also abroad i'm uh, planning a show in italy as well uh you know there's a lot of uh things going on that i'll be announcing soon but the show in new york is definitely the one that i'm going to be pushing the most because i'm new york based so for anybody who's listening yeah. you'll find the details of that very soon and it's going to be a great show premiering all of the new material as long as you're going to be the focus of that show, you're going to be the single single artist performing? Huh? You're going to be the primary artist at that show. Oh, yeah. Right? Obviously, I'm going to be headlining. You're, and um, you're headlining. I'm going to have, yeah. uh, as usual, I'm going to have very good DJs um, and opening acts to uh, lead into my uh, okay, my so. set. So you do have opening acts. So, yes, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's very exciting. So, like, the closer you get to it, you want to talk to us again, you know, do a premiere um of anything you want to do that's absolutely cool. yeah so it's it's great that the to continue our conversation we've been talking to you uh since last time you know we've done it on the old platform and now we're on the new platform and this platform is starting to heat up a lot more uh, we're getting a lot of artists interested we've had to talk to like you know not only musicians but we've been talking to actors uh, and we've been talking to you know, um, artists who, who designed. Them. Amazing. Um, yeah. So we're always open to different types of people that we want to bring in to discuss. We've been trying to get some dancers and some classical musicians to talk to. Um, Cause they, our artists are not just limited to music. So we're looking at, you know, any type yeah, of sure. focus for our podcast. So that's very exciting. And we're also like, to let everybody know we're on um, Spotify. Now. Oh, we're, so anything we do as the Family Life to Go show gets published to Spotify, it gets published to Radio Public, it gets published to Apple. Uh, there's probably eight other ones it gets published to. Um, so this has a wider um, reach than what we had before. 
And just one note, like a bookkeeping note, we are taking fan support for subscriptions for this um, program so that we can continue to do them and interview as many artists as we can. So on Anchor, there's an ability to support the podcast that way. You don't have to, but we do have the ability to, to do that. So that's, that's a new change. Great, great. So, yeah, I look forward to like hearing your new material. And, and seeing the videos, I'm very excited to see what you're doing there. Because I think visual um, synthesis is a new thing. There's actually something, I don't know, before we leave, there are, there are machines called vi- uh, video synthesizers that are, are just coming out. Um, and they actually combine the music with video and for performance purposes when you go to a venue. And they do amazing um, cap- capabilities. And it's, they're getting bigger and bigger. In the EDM world, they've been kind of out there but they're getting more affordable to like india mm-hmm. uh, so that they have access to the technology and i think that's going to be really cool when we see you know smaller bands being able to, to do very creative yeah. things so i think that's interesting but that you're doing something sounds somewhat similar to that for your own project that's kind of cool all right well glad to talk to you again is there anything else you want to tell your fans um Stay on the lookout for the new material. Follow me on social media. And also, don't forget to shop the new uh, uh, KB line. It's uh, all on sale on the website right now. Everything is on sale. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, on sale at the um, venues as well when I perform. And uh, it's not uh, going to uh, change until, like, the new year. So you have a while to buy the new line on sale and... Uh, Post it on social media, show some support, and uh, you might get some free stuff. <laughs> I've been giving out free stuff we'll, for uh, shout outs for the new. We'll line. post a link to that on on the. Add that in. Yeah, So absolutely. if there's a specific uh, link that you want me to put in, send it to me, um, and I can add it. Great. Okay, it's the KB Sports Apparel. You can definitely add the link to store page of my website. So KendraBlackMusic.com. Yeah, It'll be great. Yeah. I think you drifted off a little bit, but um. Okay, I think for today, you there? You back? Yes. <laughs> Had a little bit of drifting today, and, but yeah, I'll I'll, if, I'll I'll look for it. But if you send it to me through the Instagram, you know, just send me a little Absolutely. note, then I can def- I can definitely put the right one. Great. Um, thank you very much, and have a great you night. You too. It was a and pleasure uh, speaking again. Talk soon. Oh, it's always it's always a pleasure. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. <laughs>